0: In alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu when a starino, who when a stagfiro, when a ruth will lay him in Shururi and Fusina, when in say ati Armalina, may yehdihillah who feller mudilla, where may you little feller hadiella, where a shad will lay illa illa law, who are Abduhu wa Rasulu, Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Yet you had ladina amen or takulah haka to Katihi, while at a mutun illawa and to Muslimun. One of the most important, miraculous, and awesome blessings that Allah has blessed us with, generally speaking as a species, is the ability to hear. The fact that Allah has given us, What we may describe as simply the ability to hear is worth far more than we may perhaps realize, myself included. When you comb through the Qur'an with a fine-tooth comb, you notice how important the ability of listening, of hearing is. How important it is, how pivotal it is. Especially when it's used in good ways, as opposed to it being used in ways that may be not so good, and we ask Allah to protect us from that. When you look at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah, when you look at the greatest pair of ayat in the Qur'an, the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah, you find an important phrase. sami'na wa atana." The response of the companions. This was their default response. Because they got to a point where they understood that if there's something coming from Allah and His Messenger, والسلام, it has to be good for us. There has to be good in it. There has to be wisdom in it. It has to be the right decision. I may not necessarily fully understand it right now, but if I'm blessed with that knowledge later, all that's going to do is to reinforce the understanding that I already have. I know it has to be the right right answer. I may not understand fully regarding everything the process of the connection between A and Z, but it has to make sense, it has to be the right thing. I may not, under, I may not understand it now, but hopefully understand. I, hopefully later on I will understand it. And all that's going to do is, it's going to tie in. It's going to end up making sense. So they got to a point where they had the sense of yaqeen, they had the sense of certainty. That if Allah and His Messenger are saying something, سَمِعْنَا وَعَطَعْنَا Their response was to listen and obey. Because they knew that this has to be the right thing at the right time. There has to be wisdom in this. There has to be goodness in this. So they got to that point. There are two components in this response. What's the first of the two? Listening. We've listened. We've heard. And then what did that lead to? Obedience. The theory led to practice. The information led to action. It wasn't just information and inspiration by itself divorced from action. Rather, the two were wedded together. We listen and we obey. It's important that both of these are present. It's not enough just to hear. It's not enough just to listen. It's not enough just to know. Because elsewhere in the Quran, Allah talks about other people they heard, but they had a very different response. So for these people, it was not a lack of information, it was not due to ignorance of not knowing it was a very different issue with these people. We ask Allah to protect us from this, this type of internal condition. These people, they responded, we've heard, but we're going to disobey. So it makes you think of the audacity. Like how, how could someone have that conscious response? If someone doesn't know, that's one thing. But if you know that you're supposed to drive on the right side of the road, for example, and you consciously choose not to, that's an even worse issue than somebody accidentally driving on the wrong side of the road. Obviously that's still an issue, but there's a big difference between something being intentional and unintentional. Now what's the commonality between the two very distinctly different groups of people? What's the common ground in a sense? They both heard, but one chose to obey and one chose to disobey. So what we want to do is first we want to listen, we want to hear, but we want to be attentively listening. We want to be what's called active listeners. We've all had conversations with people where it really doesn't seem like they're hearing anything that you're saying. It seems like they're just waiting for their next chance to speak and whatever you're saying, it's in one year, out the other. Maybe it doesn't even enter the first year in the first place. They're, they just want to talk and they want to talk. And now it takes two to tango in a conversation, obviously. But we've all been there where you're talking to someone and it just does not seem like they're actively listening. right? Especially when it comes to parents talking with their teenagers. We ask Allah to help all of those parents. <laughs> the importance of listening. The importance of listening consciously. The importance of active listening in general when we're talking with each other it could be about something casual something day to day we want to try our best to be good listeners and we ask Allah to help us to do so but there should be an extra layer of importance there should be a cherry on top when it comes to active listening when it comes to Allah himself when it comes to Allah azza wa jalla when it comes to his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam there's the importance of listening in general, but then there should be a heightened sense of listening. Okay, this isn't just any idea. This is a command. This is something from Allah Azza wa This is something from the Prophet ﷺ. This is different. So, so let, me, let me listen twice as closely as I normally would. Normally I should try to be a good listener anyways. But when it comes to this, when it comes to the Qur'an, when it comes to the Sunnah, when it comes to you know, all these different beautiful things, let me try to listen a little bit more closely. Let me try to reflect a little bit more deeply. Let, let, let me try to benefit a little bit more from what it is that I'm listening to, from what it is that I'm hearing. What was the, the automatic response from the companions? wa Altana. We hear and we obey. We listen and we obey. And this is one of the key secrets Even though it's not really a secret As to why they were so successful as a generation They wanted to learn sincerely And they wanted to do sincerely They wanted to learn the right thing And they wanted to do the right thing They wanted both It wasn't just let's go do stuff without having any information No, no, no We need to learn first before we speak We need to learn first before we do Because if somebody, if they just try to wing it And they just want to go and do it Right? Maybe they have a relative who's complaining about a toothache and they say, okay, I need to do something about it. I need to change it with my hand, so to speak, and totally butcher that hadith and say, okay, you, you have tooth pain. I love for you what I love for myself. I don't want you to have any tooth pain. I need to change it with my hand. Let me go get a butter knife from the kitchen and some Vaseline and a couple band-aids. Let's do some, some oral surgery right now on your kitchen floor. They're doing something, but there's not the information, there's not the wisdom, there's not the maturity. It's incomplete. And when that happens, there's a lot of pain that comes from that. There's a lot of, a lot of challenges that come from that. But what was the secret of the Sahaba? Let's learn from Allah and His Messenger. Let's learn this Qur'an. Let's learn this deen. Let's connect with it. We want to learn. We want to soak it in and drink. From, from, from the sacred goblet of the Prophet ﷺ, Let, let's nourish ourselves with that. Okay, now that we're nourished and we're healthy and we're strong and we have this depth of understanding, okay, now we can serve humanity. Now we want to benefit people. Now we want to take it and share it with people. To go and to, to spread this light in, in as beautiful of a manner as we can. And then you see Islam spreading like wildfire without the effect of wildfires. Right? They didn't go and burn things down, they lifted people up. They, they, they elevated people, they elevated the locals, they honored people, they, honor, they honored the best of what was within different cultures and societies. They took something and they, they made it better. They didn't destroy, they were people of construction, not destruction. So when it comes to this ability that Allah has given us, the ability to hear, the ability to listen. One of the best things that we can do in addition to thanking Allah for it, for this ability and every other blessing that Allah has given us. So after thanking Allah with our hearts, with our words, Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah, thank you, Ya Samia, thank you for giving me this ability to hear. So think of that as part one, the gratitude, but then part two is action. What can I do to help somebody else with this gift that Allah has given me? How can I use this to benefit somebody else, to benefit other people? How can I, not just listening, but any gift that Allah has given me, how can I use some of it to help other people? So maybe someone, they reflect and they think that, you know, I'm grateful Allah has given me this ability to hear. Not because I negotiated this deal with Allah before I was born that, okay, I'm going to fill out this form. I want two ears. I want to be able to see. I want to have a liver that's healthy and two kidneys and lungs and intestines. And by the generosity of Al-Kareem, the most generous, Allah gave us these things. Step one, let me thank Allah. Step two, what can I do to thank Allah, to show Allah that I'm grateful? Not just saying that I'm grateful, what can I do to show my gratitude? Maybe I can find a project that's helping people in, in countries that are struggling financially. Maybe they have some kind of project where they're helping people to get hearing aids. Let me donate to that, let me give something to that, even if it's a dollar out of gratitude to Allah, Allah has given me the ability to hear, I want to share this gift with other people in whichever creative way that I can think of. Maybe somebody they can translate between different languages to help others to understand. So they hear something, a message in one language, and then maybe they translate it for a friend, for a a family member, in a different language that they share in common with them. You're using that ability, that gift Allah has given you to benefit other people. When you look at Surah Fussilat, what was one of the, the, the key attacks on Islam that some of the, the chiefs of Quraysh had against the Prophet in Mecca, alayhi They would go and they would tell people because they started to notice themselves how amazing and transformative this Qur'an was. And they themselves, they were curious. And you have some of the same haters going in the middle of the night, going outside the home of the Prophet, but on different sides, not knowing another chief hater from Quraysh was on the other side. And the Prophet's praying, Layl. he's praying to Hajjad. he's reciting out loud. And they snuck out privately because they just wanted to hear what what is this Qur'an? How is it so effective and amazing and transformative? So they sneak out and they're listening to the Prophet recite and they're listening secretly and listening and listening listening and then as dawn is approaching they each thought to themselves okay now now we need to disperse and they didn't know the others were on the other side right of of the house basically so each of them had the same thought that okay now we need to leave because we don't want anyone else to see us that we're so curious and intrigued to hear the prophet recite the Quran to learn about this Quran we want to listen to this Quran so as they're dispersing and leaving going their separate ways, not knowing others were on the other side of that same home, they bump into each other. And they, they, they make a pact and agreement, okay, no one else can know that we were here secretly wanting to curiously listen to the Qur'an. Because we're, we're actively, publicly fighting against the Prophet and the Qur'an, people can't know that we're actually, deep down, we're curious. We ourselves want to listen. Let, let's keep it hush-hush, keep it under wraps. Keep it on the down low. The same people, what was one of their key attacks on Islam? What was what was one of their go-to methods? They would go and they would tell people, don't listen to this Quran. Because you're better off without listening to this Quran. What was the specific thing that they highlighted though? Don't listen to it. There are secrets within The recitation of the Qur'an, within the melody of the Qur'an, within the rhythm of the Qur'an, within the rhyme found within the Qur'an, within the depth of the meaning found within the Qur'an. What did they want? Just don't listen to it. It's interesting, they didn't necessarily say, don't go and learn it, don't go and study it, don't go and listen to it. The ability to hear, to listen, Can be something that guides somebody closer to Jannah or the same exact thing. By shutting off those same ears from the Quran, can lead a person in the opposite direction. Or if somebody uses the same ears but to listen to all kinds of foul things, that will also lead them in the wrong direction. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. What's an action item that we can all take away from this reminder which is for myself first and foremost before anybody else here to listen to some Qur'an today and to reflect on what it is that I'm listening to, and then how can I take something, even something small. What's a gem that I can take from this one ayah, from these ten ayahs, one action item that I can take from this, reflect on it, and then turn it into practice? Because if I simply say, Ya Allah, thank you for the Qur'an, that's good, that's one thing. But how can I show Allah that I'm grateful for the Qur'an, to listen to it, to learn it, to listen to a translation, to read a translation, just to connect with the meaning that's step 1 and then step 2 after sami'na wa ata'na let me listen let me learn and then let me go and do what i can so then when i when i come across for example the story in surah sad in surah 38 in which allah talks about how prophet daud he had his, his, his khalwa with allah azza his alone time for for worship yes he was a king yes he had all these responsibilities but he still needed to carve out that time that's just for him and allah So during that pocket of time, in that special place that he had, there were two men that suddenly appeared in front of him. And this was like, you know, it it was uh, very few people had access to that place. Right, but all of a sudden, it was a huge surprise to him. All of a sudden, these two men pop up in front of him. They just appear in front of him and one starts complaining to him, right, that, you know, this is my brother. And I had one one sheep, and he had ninety nine, and he convinced me to give my one sheep to him. But now I'm realizing that you know he took advantage of me. So so please, can you you know can you rule? Can you be the judge in our case? And Prophet Dawood he hears the case, he hears the plea, and he issues the verdict that what he did was wrong, and then they vanished. And Prophet David, he realized that these were angels, this was a test. He immediately, not years later, immediately he realized the mistake alayhi salam on his part, that he didn't hear the other side of the story. So he falls into sajda, he asks Allah for forgiveness, and Allah forgives him. After this slight mistake and after the sincere tawbah, what happened? His status was actually elevated with Allah then you find Allah addressing him in the first person as a khalifa. Ya Inna إِنَّا جَعَلْنَاكَ Khalifa فِي الْأَرْضِ So his status actually was elevated because of that situation and how he corrected it and how he benefited from it. So if I come across this story, how, how can I learn from it? What can I benefit from it and then what can I do? For example, if someone has a couple of kids and two of them come to them, a parent happens all the time, oh they took my toy, oh this happened, that happened. So from this story, what can I do? I can hear both sides of the story and then go from there, as a very basic example. The point is we want to listen to the Qur'an, we want to benefit from it, learn from it, and then become better people because of it, little by little. By little. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to help us. We thank Allah as Samiya, the all-hearing, for this ability to hear. We thank Allah al-Basir, the all-seeing, for the ability that He's given us to see. We thank Allah for the ability that He's given us to reflect, to be able to think, to have this incredible gift of intellect makes the human being very, very special. We thank Allah for the gifts that he's given us, and we ask Allah to help us to show him our gratitude as it relates to these gifts and all the other gifts that Allah has given us. We ask Allah to help us to be active listeners. We ask Allah to help us to be good listeners. And this starts at home with the wife, with the kids, with the immediate family. That's where our deen starts. So let's be active listeners with them And then it'll permeate outside the home as well. But it starts with us as individuals and us as family members. We ask Allah to help us to do so. We ask Allah to overlook any and all of our mistakes in general, especially the mistakes that we've made in connection with our ears. And we ask Allah to accept any good that we've ever done in connection with our ears. We ask Allah to make us people of Qur'an. We ask Allah to make us from among those who have the response in their hearts on their tongues and with their limbs. We ask Allah to make us from among those who listen to Allah and His Messenger and obey as best we can. Along the way, we're gonna have mistakes. So what's the next part of the ayah? Forgive us our Lord, ultimately we're going to return to you. By connecting with this concept of wa Atana, look at the ayah, it leads to forgiveness from Allah. And this realization, eventually, judgment day, we're going to have to stand and answer for the blessings that we have. We ask Allah to make us from among those who have good answers when we're questioned about the blessing that Allah Azzawajal has given us. We ask Allah to help us to love His Messenger more and to follow in His footsteps more. Now, when we come through the seerah, we'll notice how good, how amazing and perfect of a listener the Messenger was and we ask Allah to increase our love for him and to, and to help us to follow in his footsteps more and more day and night. Amin Rabbil Hanamin, Rabbana atina fid dunya hasna fil akhira hasna wa ken azaab Rabbana la tu in nasina aw akhtatna. Rabbana walla tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala aladheena min qablina. Rabbana wala tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bihi wa'afu lana warhamna. Anta maulana fa ansurna ala Cafirin kafireen wa aqim as